0: muralist, but he has no legal training whatsoever. Between himself and a coterie of artists and academics to serve as expert witnesses, they actually beat Clear Channel and reversed the earlier decision. In 2007, the county circuit court ruled that not only should art be exempt from the sign code, but also that there was no legal problem at all for a city to privilege one mode of expression over another. This is a big change from the previous arrangement where Clear Channel seemed to hold all the cards. In his final opinion, Judge Michael Marcus compared the city's preference for murals over billboards to its preference for other kinds of commerce over adult bookstores. The successes of Cotter and his colleagues are encouraging Joe Keating and the Iraqi Children's Campaign to take on Clear Channel themselves. The campaign is collecting a dossier of political billboards that Clear Channel has run in the past. They hope this information will show that Clear Channel's sense of what is appropriate for the city of Portland is in fact arbitrary and based on a political agenda. Again, Joe Keating.
1: You know, if they're on one hand uh, using First Amendment to get what they want, uh, we sure on the other hand are going to use First Amendment to get what we think is fair and just for the city
0: of Portland. From Portland in Oregon, this is Scott Pham for FSRN.
2: You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News, which is supported by Pacifica Radio, community radio affiliate stations, and listener supporters. You can send us your feedback. Just drop us an email to comments at fsrn.org. That's comments at fsrn.org. Our newscast is produced by Catherine Comp and Vinod Joes. Our Washington, D.C. editor is Leanne Caldwell, and our headlines editor is Shannon Young. Our tech team at KPFA in Berkeley includes Puck Lowe and Rose Katah, from KPFK in LA, I'm out Bogado.
3: You're
4: listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and this episode of Closets Offer Close, was previously recorded.
3: It's amazing to think that several generations ago, Millions of blacks were denied the right to vote through bogus literacy tests, while millions of ignorant whites voted unhindered by birthright.
5: If there is a regulation, at least it reduces pollution and benefits everybody.
2: That story was produced by Free Speech Radio News correspondent Adelaide Chen. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News, supported by Pacifica Radio, community radio station affiliates, and listener supporters. Today's newscast was produced by Monica Lopez and Kristen Schwartz. Our headlines editor is Shannon Young. Our D.C. editor, Leanne Caldwell. Today's technical team included Rose Katabchi and Puck Lowe. I'm Nell Abram.
4: What's going on in here? Well,
5: I told you we're remodeling closets.
4: I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon.
5: Come on. It's a new year. Time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, you mean stiletto
4: heels. Whatever.
5: They take up a lot of space, Imelda.
4: So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet?
5: Well, um, we're going to have oh, more I student voice, nope. regular guest editorials. What
4: about the music and uh, the insightful myself, investigative already. reporting? Buzzing. Um,
5: oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll Still be there
4: Oh, think my
5: rainbows Great Let's get started Hand me a glue stick And the glitter
4: Welcome to Closets Are for Clothes
5: And apparently we're on, so I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, okay. Okay, so we didn't get a countdown that time. Oh my gosh, we are running. (laughs) a bad day! We are running, Hyatt, Um, (laughs) because folks, you're only gonna get us for ten minutes because (sighs) after that we're gonna go, we're gonna leave, and you're gonna get a special encore presentation next of. Many weeks ago. Yes. And I don't care what she say.
4: Okay? <laughs> All one listener of you. Um, hi, Dan. Hi. Happy how birthday. are you? Uh, what's it? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. It's my birthday fool. I was going to say happy birthday. (laughs) No, it's tomorrow actually. (laughs) That's why I didn't say anything tonight. It's
5: tomorrow.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh.
5: But I've been celebrating all um, astrological month. You can ask my friends. Oh, nice. They're like, Oh, when is this queen going to stop (laughs) with the birthday? Um, But, you know, and I honestly, I don't like birthdays. They're not my favorite. Right. But you know, there's no such thing as bad press, right? That's absolutely. I just showed up in my (laughs) ad. Woohoo! I can, I can hurt myself. Oh,
4: my God. you showed it in my head, too. I know. <laughs> it's dirty in here.
5: Um, so um, a couple of things of note. Our, our good friend Keith. Absolutely. From, from uh, Common Language That's Books. Right. Wanted us to talk about tonight, Wednesday at some appointed time at 7, evening, o'clock. 7 p.m. Yep. Mm-hmm. at the Shout Cabaret Gallery, which is in Broncourt across from Outbar, right. um, Detroit native Frank Anthony Polito will be um, reading from his new book, Band Fags.
4: Wow. I know.
5: And so a couple things about Band Fags. Okay. Um, author, real cute. Oh, uh huh, and um, it's about you know fags in the band. So I mean,
4: and uh, it's set in the Hazel Park. Yeah, yeah. He's a Detroit native. In the
5: area, that's right.
4: So, so
5: that should be a good time. So go out to shout um, cabaret at seven p.m. Absolutely, and go learn about band fags and how they play the flute. (laughs)
4: <laughs> um so or the bassoon or the bassoon um absolutely so
5: so what else is going on how's your week
4: um it's going okay it's been kind of one of those like okay so folks are kind of like summer is here and i just realized did you know it's one month to art fair
1: <gasps> Woo-hoo! oh man
4: and um, <laughs> Actually, I started thinking about that. I was just like, okay, so how we gotta start making arrangements to how we're gonna get to the studio, oh. and because of parking and all this stuff. And I realized, oh, that's right. I don't have to coordinate it with Gabe because Gabe is like already like Here. close,
5: right? So, so it, what's so funny is like, so I grew up in St. Louis, right? Right. So it's the uh, the arch is there. It's that's right. Big, still there. So shiny arch, yeah, yeah. still there. <laughs> um, and um, it's sort of like whenever I'm like, oh, I'm from St. It's like, oh, do you like to go to the arch? And I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's yeah. like you take it for granted because it's in your hometown absolutely and it's sort of like the art fair because people love the art fair oh they love it as long as you're not from ann arbor (laughs) (laughs) otherwise it's just like oh great slow moving crowds you know
4: i have to get across town it's going to take me about a half hour that's right you know there are
5: a couple of things that i do love about art fair um like right outside where i work they have all this fattening fried food so so i forget to be on weight watchers that week that's right that's Um, right and the other thing i love is we play Art Fair Bingo. Oh,
4: so, I love Art Fair Bingo! So
5: there are many things that we watch for. Art on a stick.
4: Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. Uh,
5: pregnant ladies.
4: Yes. uh uh-huh. Fanny uh-huh. packs. That's right.
5: People in sleeveless shirts who should not be wearing sleeveless shirts. <laughs> absolutely. And then... The, and some people not
4: wearing shirts, so they should be wearing that's shirts. That's <laughs> right. And then, of course, the
5: winner is a pregnant lady with a fanny pack not wearing sleeveless shirts.
3: <laughs>
5: so bingo! So once you... You win, automatically. So you know that it'll be like, you know... Uh, yeah, yeah. You you can plan it on the um I thought I heard something weird. Um, yeah, really.
4: Well, they're actually, the other thing, too, is they're also doing construction in this building. That's and right. so, like, I couldn't get in. I know. Wait. And... Right. So,
5: so there's this caution table all over the place, and you can't move anywhere. I'm yeah. like, I mean, it's sort of like, caution? Do not enter? Do they mean me? And
4: of course not. <laughs> Surely they don't
5: mean me. It's my birthday month.
4: That's right. So
5: I looked around. Nothing was falling. You know, there weren't any snakes. I'm Good. like, all
4: right, I'm going.
5: <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's people like me. They write about it. They're like... What a
4: dumbass. <laughs> but that's the one thing that's really funny is when the fire alarms went, you were the one that told us all, okay, we have to leave the that's building. That's right.
5: You were just sitting here like, oh, we have to go. I'm like, well, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a bigger flamer in the building than
4: you, yeah. can. So, um, So, yeah, I mean, Surprisingly. whatever.
5: Surprisingly.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, so. Oh. But, yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, so there's just, like, all kinds of things I'm uh, realizing this week. So, what, are you you're celebrating? Are you doing a special podcast? Party on your birthday, or any special event on your um, birthday?
5: You know, my my birthday is an event. Oh,
4: I mean, um, in, 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 of itself, but you yes. know,
5: I'm going to DC this weekend oh. to our great nation's capital. Absolutely. Um, the, and I'm going to um, going to the National Cathedral.
4: Wow. No, I'm, not. I'm, going, to I'm say, going to gay pride. I was like I am learning something <laughs> about gay pride. Right I'm going
5: to gay pride and uh, it's going to be fun I hear Capital Pride is but you know it's okay. whatever. Like I'm there to see a lot of really good friends. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. I'm spending um you know we're actually we're going on and on Friday at one of the bars Christian Siena is going to be there. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm probably going to get arrested accosting him.
3: <laughs> so uh, we all gonna, have our goals. I know, right? So it's going to be a good time. Exactly. Um,
5: so I'm going to go to DC and see some good friends and hang out at Pride. Nice. It's going to be hot and stormy. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I know, right?
4: Well, that means wet T-shirts. Or maybe I, so no t-shirts. I suppose. Exactly. I suppose
5: it means yeah. So,
4: so. <laughs> and he's like, obviously went off some other world <laughs> I'm distracted so um, now this is the one thing maybe you might be able to help me find this is that I was in DC um, last November and uh-huh. I was trying to find a fabulous drag bar uh-huh. where they had fabulous drag I fear big city uh-huh. they've got to have uh-huh. like the primo of, of drag queens and I went to this one, and so I was told, oh, this is the bar you need to go to, Do you need to go, so we get there, and it's like, and they had like a cabaret, like a dinner mm-hmm. and a show kind of a thing, and sure enough, I get there, and um, we had the, fa- we, we looked at it, it's like a regular bar, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was kind of like, almost like the flame, mm-hmm. um, so it was like very run down, like, oh, all right, okay, we can go with this, mm-hmm. but the food was fabulous kind of thing, so we thought, okay, well, then the, the show should be even better. Okay. No, you actually, they have a dance floor, um, um, and you actually have to stand up. To watch the show, and they just all circle around the drag queen.
5: Oh, you know, I was in a place in Chicago that's just like that,
4: and I was just like, "What the heck?" Well, what's funny
5: is because, like, so people were like circling around this mob of people circling around the drag queen, right? And like that drag queen throws up a heel, someone goes blind. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean she swings her hair, and the glitter is sort of like <laughs> like
4: mace. So,
5: um, but it was fine. It was fun. I forgot where the no, it was in Atlanta where we went. Oh, it was okay. Good times. But I don't think we're seeing a drag show. So, well,
4: I, maybe one of the things you could help me with is i'm looking for it so if it happens to come up i'm not saying go look for it mm-hmm. but i mean if it happens to come up um I, I need a referral because i know i'm going back in november again and i just need to oh
5: absolutely so. well there's a place that they've drag breakfast apparently
4: wow so, yeah i
5: know okay so um, i i do hope to are you about to hold up a sign no
4: one minute. One I minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just thought we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> quickest
5: show ever. Um, yeah, this is longer than you've lasted in a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I
4: mean... <laughs> um, oh, it's my birthday. <laughs>
5: um, so, so anyway, so I'm going to have fun in D.C., and we're going to go to a drag breakfast
4: and, you know, blah, great. Blah, 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 blah. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, it sounds like a great time. We're going to be there all for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. That, it's going to be don't wonderful. Missing, don't miss
5: me. Too much listening, public person.
4: <laughs> um, ha-
5: well, f- so have you seen um, Sex and the City?
4: I have not.
5: Are you planning on seeing I it?
4: I am definitely going to see it. Absolutely. I'm trying. I'm waiting for my pumps to come in so it's I can be, be able to wear. I know, the, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's fabulous. And I hear that they put them at the theaters that you could specifically. They had bars like where you could actually get a drink, an alcoholic drink. And um, really? Oh yeah. That they marketed specifically so you get the pink. Mar- um, oh, the Cosmo. Yes, exactly. And um, you know, and but apparently people are actually like having parties like they did. People
5: are like dressing up. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, I mm-hmm. saw people dress up for Lord of the rings which is one kind of person right, right. So this is like the opposite like whole complete spectrum like, it's just sort of like oh girl where'd you get those heels Absolutely. so so yeah it's very good so i suggest you you check that out good good and i saw um
4: a kung fu panda, panda. <gasps> oh my god Did i it? loved it, it. Was so funny. Oh, hysterical. And I love the message. I loved... Uh-huh. I mean, there were so many different things that I just... It's be funny Absolutely. I wasn't funny. sure what I was getting into, but I... The more I went, it was just fabulous.
5: Kung Fu Panda and Sex in the City. What else do you
4: need? Absolutely! That's right, so... You just need an encore presentation of An encore presentation
5: of Closets so Over Clothes with our favorite Eric Hyman. Um, so, we will see you next week.
4: I will see you next week.
5: Uh, Dan will see you next week. <laughs> I will be probably drawing out somewhere <laughs> um you know so
4: and so absolutely have a wonderful time absolutely
5: okay we'll see you next week and this is a. Encore presentation on Closet for clothes on WCUF and nr Oh.
3: More of a point.
5: <laughs> which is what we're used to. We're more of a like tap on the glass you're on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like wow I should not have been talking about that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hi
4: Dan. Hi. How are you? What's shaking? Uh, not much. Goodness gracious. It's yeah? been um, yeah, I, you know what I think I'm just determined never to do summer work. Uh, because it's never summer? Uh, <laughs> I mean, right. Well that's true. Yeah. But the little the, the frost that exists but I've been working in my yard a lot this year uh-huh. and feeling very Earthy, uh-huh, uh-huh. discovering my my inner um, earth mother, and um, you know, and doing all this wonderful. My earth mother wears Prada, <laughs> and all these wonderful things. And sure enough, I decide to relax, have people over. OMG. And I... um, What did you do? I broke some toes. I actually, like, uh, joined two two of the uh, bones together, um, and uh, they they said fuse, but they were able to pull it apart, so I don't know what... I thought fuse means one. What?
3: Um, so...
4: Yeah, so I have and so I have all different kinds what? of colors that I didn't know a body could have. How did you do and, that? And um, it's been uh, We're, uh, yeah, so you it's know, been so this
5: is what happens when you go against nature. <laughs> the <laughs> groundhog spirit <laughs> Has descended upon your toe. Yeah,
4: exactly. He bit me where it, where it counts. O-M-Z. exactly. So yeah. So it's a very interesting. Um, this might be a dumb question, but is it, does it hurt? Oh, sorry. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh. So I've got to like keep it elevated and keep my feet in the air, and you of know, of course you do. And you know, that's, that's a common thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they told me. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. You know, now at least I have a doctor's note. <laughs> that's right.
5: <laughs> well, I'm sorry to yeah, hear that so, so so that's what you did the Memorial Day weekend You garden. I did,
4: I did I took care of a lot of the household honey-do lists That I seem to be getting oh. and Yeah, getting all the stuff done And making the place look presentable And have people over well, brilliant Yeah, so it was kind of a um, You know, relaxing, fun Visiting with friends Lots of laughter Nice You know, drove the neighbors nuts Because of all the laughter Having people over <laughs> You know, it was great <laughs> Jovial. Jo- jo- Jovial. joviality. Yeah, there you go. Joviality. Um,
5: I too was a garden fairy this weekend. Wow. <laughs> It's true. So I've been helping my friend, um, Robbie, with uh, her backyard, and um, who knew that there were so many different colors of mulch? Oh yes. So we took several trips, getting like, okay, is this red different than the other red? What's brick red and vibrant red? Like, can you have vibrant brick red? So it was, it was, it was very, it was a lot of fun though. And, oh, I bet. And, um, we didn't see the groundhogs, but right. we saw some awesome. Um, we saw a baby raccoon. Aww, I know. And so the mother must have been near. So of course, and my other friend Jennifer was like, um, "I don't do raccoons. I'm out of here."
4: <laughs> <laughs> so she was out. Aww. Was out so how from.
5: did you? Where'd you find the baby raccoon? It was just walking around, it just, was, it was just hanging out. You know, wow. it's like, "Yo, I'm a raccoon has cigarette in its mouth." Know, <laughs>
3: just
5: chilling up in
4: the space. Saw so you guys were having fun. Thought No, it was a you. good time. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah.
5: And I felt, I, I too felt connected to Mother Nature.
4: Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it was a perfect week for weekend for that. It wasn't hot. I mean, Monday was hot, but that's when I was done. Right. Um, that's when I was in the air conditioning. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so. and even it was just beautiful. Yes. So I, absolutely, yeah. So it just and it was supposed to rain, but it never. I did, that's the thing is, I've planted some stuff knowing I have to like water it regularly and making sure. But I thought, oh, it's raining tonight, so I don't even have to do it. And wake up, then find out it never rained. Ugh. You know, it's just like oh, so I have to well, get back out there. Last night there
5: was frost. What's a Dutch?
4: Uh, exactly. Much. that's different. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, trying to get that taken care of. Yeah, so that was, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's one of the things I've been feeling really lucky about is that I haven't planted any flowers yet.
5: So <laughs> I, I planted everything and everything's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, oh, it's cold. So this weekend, so, um, oh, so oh. real quick, we're going to have to come back to it. But we need to talk about Idol.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? Well, no, Did we were redim- since last week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Oh! <laughs> Oh, now you get all funny. See, of
5: course. Like, Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. So let me tell you, just real quick, my dear listener, mm-hmm. that um, Idol finale was last week, and uh, I have uh, apparently on air said that I thought that David <laughs> Cook was going to win, and David Archuleta, or no, that David Archuleta was going to win, and David Cook was not, and the opposite happened, and, have, of, course, I, I, and of course, right after the announcement's made, <laughs> my phone rings. <laughs> and who is it but our co-host, Dan Burns, saying... <laughs> oh my god and so you know i'm texting david archuleta and i'm like david if you need to come over i will be here for you exactly so,
4: well i think this is some background that i think that our audience members don't really know is that um that gabe picks out all our music for the show because i have terrible taste in music that's and, not true just different okay i have okay so that the the um Targeted audience may not enjoy the (laughs) same music that I have, even though I think Barbra Streisand and Cher are great. Um, And um, and um, and why? And everybody can listen to all that pop music, but you know what? Soundtracks and you know, (laughs) musical musicals are fabulous. And um, so I have a particular taste that um, uh, in in music Mm -hmm. and um, and so last way like some people have a taste in anchovies. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so it was very funny last. Week we we happen to have the between the lines um, entertainment editor. Ed, Ed, entertainment uh-huh. editor Chris and and um, the expert in entertainment and predictions and um, and Gabe here both saying that it has to be Archuleta and it's going to be Archuleta and I at a whim said fine I'm going to be choosing Cook whatever and and uh, the, the the apparently I have been really in touch with the energy of music through my Earth mother all right and, that's um, so speaking of our own
5: american idol so this weekend is motor city pride and this show i want to talk about two things that i love okay okay cute boys and carbs because <laughs> later on okay. folks we're going to talk to the owner of avalon <laughs> bakery in detroit but first for the, the first one um, i'm going to talk to let's talk to eric hyman and if you've been listening um, in the past couple weeks we've been talking about eric hyman quite a bit yes um, eric are you there Yes, I'm here. Eric, welcome to Closets for Close. Ah, thanks for having me. Of course, so are you excited to come to Motor City? Uh
6: yes. They uh I was requested and I said, Sure, I haven't been there in a while, so I was very excited to be able to come back.
5: Oh. Now, you're doing a tour right now, right? So you're in Chicago this week? Yes. I'm in Chicago right now. It's
4: nice. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> and like where is the tour of the Midwest? Is it um Or what's considered Midwest, because I don't know if Kentucky is considered Midwest, or...
6: Uh, I was in Kentucky yesterday.
4: Right, right. But is it just... Are you picking particular cities as you're going through, or just wherever anybody's giving you an invitation?
6: Uh, No, I picked a, a little bit of both. Okay. Half invitation, half like, okay, if I'm going to be near D.C., I'm going to play Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just things like that.
5: Well, and you know, speaking of being all over the place, like, you really have been all over the place, so your new CD is out now, right, Resonate, um, you were nominated for the Brink of Fame Award for the new Now Next Awards, right? Yes. Um, so, how was that? Did you know that that was going to come out, or?
6: Um, well, I was, I don't know, one day I was just got a phone call from one of the executive people over at Logo telling me that I was uh that I was nominated for a bring of fame music artist and after I heard all the other people that were nominated I thought it was really, really, really cool. People like Missy Higgins from Australia and the Quicks. Wow. So it was really cool and then um they shot the awards last Monday, so it was really it was really, really cool to be able to meet a lot of the people that were also nominated.
4: Nice.
5: Now
6: and hang out with people who I never would have hung out with before.
5: Oh wow. Who is the most famous person you met besides yourself?
6: Uh, besides yourself. <laughs> I am the most famous person I've ever met. That's right, that's I, right. who is that? Um uh Cindy Lauper. Nice. Um, who else? But you know, Wilson Cruz. Oh yeah. And he was really, really fun. I like Wilson. Nice. And uh, I don't know Leona Lewis was there But I saw her for like Three seconds And couldn't like get my way Over to her
3: Wow
6: so, And Christian Siriano That was one of the Famous people That was, I was very happy To
5: see Was he really short?
6: I'm pretty short So <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not going to Talk about that <laughs> He was wonderful though You think he's going To be bitchy And you know And you don't know What you're going to get But he is totally A nice person And, and really entertaining Actually
4: Nice. That's nice. Anything that you were, uh, that was unexpected that you were like, oh, like oh, I expected Sydney Lauper to be such and such, or, um, and just was it turn, turned out that she just is down to earth and and.
6: Uh, well, I liked the one unexpected thing was I turned around. And there was this woman. She kind of was like smiling at me, and I was like, who is this woman? And I'm looking at her closely, and it's Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Nice. Oh wow. there, like kind of just hanging out, no diva attitude, no nothing. Right. So that was a big shock. I was like, is that, is that sometimes when people don't act as if you expect them to act, you don't even realize that they're who they are.
4: Exactly. Wow. They wanna, you
6: know, I want to like run up to somebody and go like, you know who you look like? And then they'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's who I am.
5: Nice, nice. So, so, um, after Detroit you're you're traveling almost home, right? back to Oklahoma. Oh, I'm traveling all the way home. Nice. And so, so, so I'm in the car door and I'm driving all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like to go go back to Oklahoma? Um, and play. Yeah, it's really cool. It's
6: like it's getting a little more progressive and and for as much uh backlash as you know, with everything that came the with Sally Shatter, Kern mm-hmm. Sally Kern. There was just as much positive reinforcement coming from the gay community there, and and the Oklahomans for Equality who I work with, they're actually uh, putting on the Pride this year that I'll be playing at next Saturday, so in Tulsa, and I don't know, I've been doing a lot of work with them, uh, helping them out with certain events, and just, I don't know, it's something that's really needs to be on the ground for a place that's kind of starting to get its to get out there and be a little more proactive, so... Gotcha. So I'm sure wh- they've been for a while, but it's me. I've only been there about a year, so it's cool to be able to be a part.
4: Mm-hmm. Now you've been in, in the music business for quite some time, or been pl- playing with music for quite some time.
6: Oh yeah. Well, I started playing guitar when I was eight years old, and started performing when I was like 18.
4: Gotcha. Oh wow. So you were just just playing with a guitar for about 10 years.
6: Yeah, like just singing in my room but not professionally doing anything until I went to college and, at 18 and I played in a band and the band would everybody was over 21 except me so they made me like sit outside and then they'd be like okay (laughs) you
1: can sing now
6: and I'd like walk in and sing and then they're like okay and at one point they had me like one place that we played i ended up having to sit in a chair right next to the stage and i couldn't leave it unless i was on stage
3: nice so of
6: course all my friends all these guys were like see ya
5: (laughs) so at at this point did you decide um i think i need to go out of my alone
6: uh, yeah, that was probably a big a big seller of that. Right. And they were like, you know, everybody had all different opinions, and everybody was pushing me in different directions, and firing my friends who worked for us for nothing. Hmm. Huh. Everybody got big egos. So then I said, "Peace out."
4: Gotcha. Wow, and so what was that like making that transition? I mean, making—I mean, first you made the transition and going on stage, which oh. I, I, when you made when you finally decided to like come out with your musical talent. I mean, that must have been uh, first, like just to just being having enough confidence to do that, and then to be able to have the confidence to then to have your own, you know, your own career in charge of your own destiny. Where did you get the hoop spot to do that?
6: I don't know. Looking back, I think I just, you know what you want, and you, you know what you'll put up with, and you know what you won't put up with. Okay. And I think sometimes life tests you and gives you the opportunity to make that choice. Hmm. You know, and when you have that opportunity to make that choice, I don't know, I guess I just realized that, you know, I had, I had that choice. It was up to me.
5: Okay. So do you think that those choices and that journey sort of shows itself in your music in a strong way and...
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all a lot of my songs are a product of choices that I've made. I mean, sometimes even making choices, talking about my family. Like on the new CD, Resonate, there's a song called Open the Door about my dad and my sister who really haven't been talking very well. And my sister kind of felt like my dad got a new family because he remarried and kind of forgot all, all about her. So I wrote this song to him from her, and pretty emotional. and. You know, it's and I was nervous to even have him hear it. But at the same time, you know, you make a choice to do something. You know, put yourself in a very vulnerable situation. But people get it, you know, mm-hmm. and it catches the right people. So,
5: so talk more about that—that that vulnerability. So, do you think that? Um, are, do you think you're afraid of, or are, are you excited to be sort of labeled and boxed in as this this uh, gay singer songwriter folk artist?
6: Well, I kind of call myself like an out artist, like an openly gay artist. Sometimes when people say like gay singer-songwriter to me, and, you know, I'm not offended by it, but at the same time, I just think it's inaccurate, because people will show up to my show and be like, you're not talking enough about the gay, you know? (laughs) More gay, gay?
5: Eric, more gay.
6: I know, they they want more gay. And then at the same time, I'm just kind of like, I'm just out singing about emotions. Everybody has emotions. Everybody breaks up. Everybody makes up. Everybody has family, things I talk about. Sometimes I'll get specific and talk about like in my protest song, Gays in the Military, but, you know, like for the majority of it, I'm just this guy who's not a... You know, I was never afraid to be out from the get-go, like somebody who's going to catch me. And all the male role models that, that were out there, you know, all the out guys, I don't know. I didn't see myself in any of them. Hmm. So The way they came out.
5: So, what about other songwriters, other artists, other out artists? Do you have out artists who you sort of look to um, and say, like, "Hey, you know that that's the model of outness"? Like, I look at, like, say, like Ellen De- DeGeneres, who is—they're all
6: women. Like for right. me, they're all women. Uh-huh. There were, there's, like, there wasn't, there weren't any men. Like, I honestly was very confident. Like we were, like you were asking, like very confident and had the chutzpah but. Which I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And uh, I, I don't know. Like I had that because of these women, not, not the men. Hmm. Like, Alan DeGeneres and, I mean, Ani DeFranco was like the biggest one for me. Hmm. You know, Amy Ray and the Indigo Girls. Melissa, like Katie, like all the women who were out there. Just no apologies talking about who they are and what they were about. And I just took that as like a I'm one of these women and then I would go play like a women's festival And they'd be like (laughs) what the hell are you doing here (laughs) Uh, I'd be like Oh I'm not a woman okay (laughs) And then I'd go play like some other Like gay male thing and I'm like It's me and drag queens or me and like Like go-go boys And I'm like okay this is not me Mm. Either so I kind of had To find my own footing Based on just you know Just finding my own path and I don't know. I think that's how I got to where I'm at now.
4: And and how have you? I mean, by cutting your own path. I mean, especially coming from Oklahoma. I mean, there. How? What have some some of the lessons you've learned?
6: The uh, lessons I've learned is oh God. I or, don't know. It's or like, some things that
4: you've overcome, like things that you're like like a story that you've actually like. Or I I really I overcame this, and and it was something that I was just not expecting. Um, ugh, I don't know. So that okay. I overcame. Well, no, I mean, like where you're you're making your own path, and so sometimes there's nobody like in what front of you. Over obstacles
6: and making my own yeah, path. Yeah, yeah. Um, being told by like label people, like I had, there was uh, these, I guess, very good producers, like music producers, who found me and my music and wanted to do something with me, and then turned around and was trying to sell it to like Warner Brothers and these other companies. And at the same time, I was I was asked to be on the Love Rock CD by the HRC that had like Cindy and Dixie Chicks and Melissa Etheridge and, and all these things to support the HRC. Well, I was on the CD and I was pretty excited about it, you know, to be a part of it. So I was showing one of the producers and actually my old friend who was my manager was showing it to one of the producers. And he looked at it and he's like, oh, a fax CD. Oh. Wow. And and I was like, "What?" And she was like, telling him, "Like, well, this is like Eric's like audience, and he's very, you know, protective about his his relationship with the LGBT community." Like, he's like, "Okay, let me know when you get that fax, CD And so I I quit working with them.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
6: You know, it's like it's it's a matter. I've always learned that. But one of the big obstacles is like realizing when to walk away and when to stay. And what's going, like we said before about choices, what to, which choices do you make? You know, do you go, I just want to be famous and I just want to have a career, or are you, are you in it because you actually want to, you'll, you'll be playing music even if nobody's paying attention. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. right. You
6: know, because like, music to me is like my communication with people. It's like my my process. Hmm. You know, I don't sit there and have these gigantic conversations with people. I Sometimes I just have like a song that I write and then I play it and they get it. Like my dad and my sister, like I couldn't have that conversation with my dad, so I ended up putting it in a song, and he heard it, and you know, so I was. How did he react to it? It was funny. Like he didn't say anything directly to me about it. Um, He just he asked me what it, you know, what are the songs about, and I kind of said it was about my sister. And then he called my sister at one point, and she told me that he said, you know, did you hear that song? And my sister was like, yeah, did you hear that song? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what did you think of it? She's like, what did you think of it? <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, well, Eric thinks that I don't pay enough attention to you. And she's like, well, I don't think you do either. So, I mean, it started a conversation between the two of them that they necessarily, I don't know if they would have had Nice. Without, without something happening to make them come together to talk about it. Absolutely. So, they, I mean, I don't know. I'd be in music doing it if, you know, my best friend was just listening or like 5 million people were listening. But when so you think about trying to like get famous and everything's about exposure and you start denying your integrity just to get famous, I think that's when you make a lot of bad decisions.
4: Yes, absolutely. And, and but don't you don't you want to at least be making money off of it? I mean, or is that something like I know you were saying oh, i would be happy just sitting in a in my apartment you know, playing music with a friend uh, to listen. Wouldn't you feel some grief over that you're not doing this full time and communicating?
6: Oh yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like I, I've been running my business. I do it all. I do everything myself from booking and publicity to distribution, wow. to getting my CDs placed and stuff, and my songs placed and stuff. And I mean, it's a big, big freaking job. So of course, <laughs> you know, I couldn't do this without the money it takes to make it. Of course, I. I want to make money at it. I have a song called In Demand that talks <laughs> all about that. Nice. On yeah. my new CD that just says like, you know, I'm not greedy. I just want to pay my bills on time. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. I want to make I want to make money. Yeah, definitely. I want to because money. I don't know. Like meeting people, meeting people though, and then telling me how much you know the song meant to them or how it's so closely related to their experiences, and you make that connection is just as good as money. But, I wouldn't be able to do nearly half of the things I'm able to do if I didn't make money at playing mm-hmm. like you can't survive like that
5: right, right so starving artist isn't isn't really your bag
6: <laughs> you know what i'm I did my starving early on, <laughs> and now and now it's like you know I want to be able to make a living doing what I love to do and i and I'm very lucky to be able to do that, but you know you get to a point where you're like. I got
3: bills. Right? (laughs) Right. Who's going
5: to pay my phone
3: bill? Okay, right?
5: right. So, so a lot of the press that you get, or that I, I've seen you've gotten, you're up next to articles um, with some some other awesome, huge out artists just like you, right? So so I'm looking at a magazine that has a review of your work plus the B-52s and Panic at the Disco, And you are in the Out 100 in the past, and, and your picture's right there next to Elton John and Rufus Wainwright. Um, who are you listening to right now? Who do you like um, who's playing? What, what music are you really getting energy from right now?
6: Um, I'm getting a lot of energy from actually friends of mine who are musicians Who aren't as well known Like uh, Coyote Grace, which is this transgendered um, guy and, and his partner, this girl And they're this, actually starting to open up for the Indigo Girls And they're named Coyote Grace And they're really, really cool She's an upright bass player and he plays guitar they're hmm. really cool harmonies and whatnot. So them, but I mean, national artists, I would say, I don't know, like I just, hmm, I really like.
5: You can admit it if you like the new New Kids CD. Like, oh my okay. god, I just
6: heard that song. My friend had Serious in the car. She had Serious, and we we're listening to Philadelphia, and she's mm-hmm. like, "I'm like, what is this?" And she's like, "Oh my god, it's the New Kids on the Block." And I'm like, "It sounds awful. Turn it off." It
5: really does sound awful. It was—it's embarrassingly awful, and I feel so. It's I like feel completely
6: so not memorable. That's no. what I got from it. Yeah. I'm Like, I wouldn't remember the song. I don't know. Like, I really—I'm really starting to like the Gossip. Oh
3: actually. yeah.
6: I really like. Uh, that Ditto's
3: voice. Uh huh. Uh
6: huh. Um, who else am I listening to? Gosh, you caught me. I like Ani. I'm still listening to Ani DiFranco. She's the main source of inspiration even till today. It's nice. like going back and listening to old CDs. I had like a five-hour drive today, which is plenty enough time to sit and listen to all the CDs of the past. But uh-huh. newer stuff. Um, I like Leona Lewis's voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if she. I don't think she writes her stuff, but I like her voice. Nice. Um,
4: so what? Makes, I don't know. A lot of a lot of women, I guess. So what makes you memorable?
6: Damn straight. Good <laughs> question. What makes? Don't even beat around the bush with this shit.
3: What
6: makes you memorable, Eric? This is what makes me memorable. I'm. Uh, I don't uh know. I consider myself to be just a a songwriter and writing about my life and trying to talk about my experiences based on things as they happen, you know. Yeah. Finding love, you know, losing love, you know, um I don't know, those are the moments I think when people really connect with me is when I talk about things that are just honest and I, uh, I'm honest, I get back to people. You know, I'm personable, I think I'm approachable. Cute. you know I think I don't know I think I've cute <clears throat> thanks I wasn't really gonna call myself that but, <laughs> and I'm a trap no I'm kidding <laughs> you know, no I think I've just I just put out a message of just being being honest about who I am you know being gay being just a, you know being a traveling musician my my opinions I think. That's what's really cool, is like, I think the most vulnerable thing you can put out there is your opinions, you know, because then people can judge them, you know? Right. And a lot of people are afraid to put them out there, but, um, I don't know. I think the only way that I'll ever connect with people is by putting it out. I don't feel like I've done anything extreme. I feel like I'm just kind of like a discussion starter.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: So, um, I was reading a little bit of your blog, Eric, and can you explain to me why you're so bad at Guitar Hero? (laughs) You know why? Because I'm pretty good, I'm not going to lie I I, I mean, I'll challenge you to a guitar hero Like, I've unlocked all of Guitar Hero 3 So if you want to go
6: Fine, we can go, and you'll win
5: (laughs) Bring it, bring it So why
6: even put me through that misery?
5: (laughs) I don't know, because you're a big time celebrity And uh, I can say, oh yeah, I know him, he sucks
6: I know him, I kicked his ass in Guitar Hero (laughs) Damn straight Guitar Hero 3 What? (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. Well, here's why, because I I usually don't play it Like I got one actually Somebody bought it for me For Christmas And I gave it back oh. I took it back Cause I'm like This isn't the drum set Because, to me, drums aren't my forte. (laughs) Drums aren't my forte, so for me, it's kind of like a toy. Right. But guitar to me, you know, I know how to play guitar. I've been playing it since I was eight years old. So I I actually was playing a a song. Like, on the video, you'll see me. I'm playing Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Uh For my CD release party in Tulsa with my band, Uh I played that song. So my tendency is to play guitar like I'm playing guitar (laughs) instead of hitting four buttons. And I'm like, oh. um There's
5: a whammy bar as well. Excuse me.
6: Oh, the whammy bar killed me. I'm like, this isn't how you use the whammy bar. And, like, my my friend who just had a baby is, like, sitting there like, no, 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 this is how you do it. And she's, like, sitting there coaching me on how to play guitar. She's like, it's a whammy bar, Eric. It's a whammy bar. I'm like, I I know. There's usually, and then I'm like turning to her and getting all offended. I'm like, there's six strings on my guitar. How many, there's nothing on this one. <laughs> <thing." laughs> Bummer. And, and you know what really killed me? It was the holding out on the note.
5: Oh, heck yeah. And then you put the guitar upwards so you get extra points.
6: Yeah, see, I didn't know that until now. I might be able to kick your ass. Oh, that's right.
5: Ooh, doubt it, doubt it. You
6: shouldn't give away these secrets.
5: <laughs> it's called star power, Eric. Don't you have star power? <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: it's called star power. Oh, can I use that? <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna like walk into some restaurant and be like, oh, "Excuse me,
5: it's called star
6: power." It's called star power. <laughs> it's called star power, and they're gonna be like, "Who? Nobody's here." <laughs>
5: Damn. Well, well done. Well, we are looking forward to seeing you at Motor City Pride on June 1st. But first, you're here in Ann Arbor on May 31st playing at Borders Books Music on Liberty. Is that right? Yes. Excellent. So we're going to go out um, listening to um, one of your songs. We're going to listen to uh, Wish You Would. Oh, cool. Um, what's? Who, tell me who you wrote this song for or where the song came from.
6: Oh, that song came from... I don't know, that feeling that uh, when you date somebody and, you're, and, and it didn't work out, and you, at that moment, were like, it's not working out, and then you tried and it didn't work, and then, like, years later, you will, um, you will remember them and you'll only remember the good. You never remember the bad, and you're like, how, how come we didn't work out? I don't see why we didn't work out. Maybe it was just the timing. And then you get back with them, and then you're like, oh, I remember that. This didn't work out. <laughs> and then, and then you know, like, I don't know. And I think I've seen it happen in relationships like that, mine and friends of mine, where you're like, it's so easy to reminisce about somebody and, and forget and forget all the bad. Mm-hmm. And it's also the same way when you lose somebody like, I lost a friend of mine in last August, and I didn't even think. I wrote the song pretty much about relationships, but then somebody said something about, you know, somebody passing away, and I thought of the song, and it totally fit that that vibe as well. Mm. You know, that just because, you know, you don't want to be naive and think that they can come back, whether they're alive or not, like into a relationship or just into your life. But sometimes, I don't know, selfishly, you wish they would.
5: Right. So well, that's a song Well, brilliant So we've been talking to Eric Hyman You'll The Closets for Close Eric, thank you so much for joining us We'll oh see you this weekend in my You, God, you guys are fun Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely And I'll see you on the stage with Guitar Hero, buddy Yes All right. I We'll do that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you I don't See ya have to be alone tonight I should be dancing underneath the lights But instead I'm thinking Appear at the oddest times Just when I'm convinced that I'm doing fine Do you know what you do? The old letters I find send me on rewind To the days I'd rather not hit play But once I'm on that road There's nowhere to go Back your way. I'm not naive. I know where this will lead. No, we're safe and nowhere good. I can't keep away. You enter every day, but sometimes just so wish you were But sometimes just so wish you were But sometimes just so wish you were But sometimes just so I wish you the spare change in the car i is begging to be used for a car away Sometimes Just I so wish you would But sometimes But sometimes I just so wish you were
5: So that was uh, Eric Hyman, our last guest, and he's playing in Ferndale this weekend um, at Motor City Pride. So come on down and see him, MotorCityPride.com. You can find out when he's playing. He's also in Ann Arbor um, this weekend on the 31st. Um, and that song was called A Wish You Would, off of his newest album, Resonate. you know W C B WCBN FM, Ann Arbor. Closets are for Close. So I said, Dan, that we were going to talk about two things that I loved. Absolutely. Cute Boys. Uh-huh. Check. Yep. Now, Carbs. Carbs. Let's talk about carbohydrates. So I'm going to snicker a little. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so so I was I was um, flipping through the Advocate, and there's a, a community article in there, and the article was on a Detroit bakery called Avalon Breads.
4: Yes, and in June 2008. 2008-
5: yeah, just, just this month yes. Pride issue And I'm like, wow, that is awesome that Detroit is once again Getting this awesome press about the LGBT community So I decided that maybe we should invite Jackie Victor From Afflon Breads to come and say hello Jackie, are you there?
2: I sure am Hi, Welcome Jackie. to Closets
5: are for Clothes what? Welcome to closets so of for clothes. Thank you very much. So, is this a? Are you done with your baking day, or are you oh still? Oh no, the
2: baking day is just starting right now. Actually, we've got bread going in the oven. We've got baguettes being rolled out. We've got sweets being started to be mixed. This is this is when things really get going at the bakery. So,
5: if you leave now, you can be here with all of the above items.
2: In theory, I could.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, so it's such a great story. Um, uh, both in the Advocate and all the. The great press and word of mouth that Avalon um has gotten, and you're moving right is that right?
2: Well, we are eventually um you know like everything in the real estate market right now it's um a lot less simple than it was when we started talking about it two years ago so we're 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 plotting along but we are buying a building or a space of in a renovated uh building around the corner where we'll have expanded production facility expanded retail area and just a lot better a lot better play, you know a lot bigger um place with a lot bigger capacity so we're really excited about that but it is not imminent it's not happening right away okay. so
5: so tell us a story so for people who haven't been to Avalon Brads and who haven't been uh, who haven't seen the advocate article so tell us how you started out how you um, started in the biz in the bakery biz <laughs>
2: Um, well, it actually, interestingly enough, started at an art it with. Um, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm having a little machinery breakdown here. It started um, in Ann Arbor, um, in theory, in the 80s, and um, or in thought, in the 80s. I was a student at University of Michigan, and I was. Um, and I was um, volunteering at a co-op bakery called Wildflower Bakery, and um, oh I used gosh. to do it sort of in between classes and protests, and it used to be on 4th Avenue right next to the People's Food Co-op. Right, and so they would just let me slice bread and kind of hang out with like the groovy hippies who made the wonderful bread. And I thought this is a wonderful way to make a living. Um, but I was a political science student, and you know, not definitely not a baker, although a big fan of, of bread and baked goods. But years later, I moved um, to Detroit um, to be part of the sort of rebirth of Detroit, and um, I remembered that place and my partner Anne Perolt and myself had been running the Detroit Women's Coffee House for a few years together, which was a nonprofit monthly uh, music series for women. And we decided to try to do this business together. And I even had the name in my head. It was Avalon. And I even had a, a space in my, in my mind picked out, which was next to the Detroit Food Co-op. And um, when that space came up for rent, um, we decided to give it a try.
4: Uh, why Avalon?
2: Um, I actually don't exactly well, I mean, the idea came to me before I knew what it meant, strangely enough. Ah. I was um Detroit, the cast quarter where we are at, um. 12 years ago or so when I was thinking about it was a little scrappier than it is now. It's always been a great artistic neighborhood and a great cultural neighborhood and it's always also been a place that has a high concentration of social service agencies and um, very diverse economic population. And so um, when I was... A few years, 12 years ago when I was thinking about it, um, the economy was actually really tanked out and there was a lot of homelessness. And and I remember thinking, um, wouldn't it be great in this environment to have a place, and kind of wildflower was in my head, where people could kind of come in and, and, and get a breath of fresh air and, and kind of see that another way of life is possible and um, see food being made and have access to healthy food. And the, I don't know, the, the name Avalon just came to me. Yeah. Um, but years later, um, I learned, after we actually named it, that it was this matriarchal society that was um, basically Ireland, like ancient Ireland, and it was very nature-based. And so it all kind of came together, oh. but in a sort of a nonlinear way, interestingly enough.
3: Yeah. So
5: that's, that's um, I'm interested to hear about the story about your first customer.
2: Oh, that's the best story, Um, because we had our first two customers um, were, one was Bishop Gumbleton, who is a radical Catholic bishop from Detroit, who's actually so radical that he was asked to take early retirement, <laughs> um, but who's a really wonderful, wonderful man in our community, and um, Larry, who is a um, homeless person who basically um, spends most of his time outside the bakery. Huh. So we had one paying customer, which is a Catholic bishop, and a non-paying customer that was Larry, and that's basically the story of everyone.
3: Wow. It's
2: kind of all you need to know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So let, let me just say, both blessed us, and I don't know which one blessed us more.
5: <laughs> so so would it be safe to say that you, you really had activist roots? And, and,
2: oh, Totally, yeah. So I mean, how they, do you
5: how do you sort of knead that into the dough of your bakery Aww. You like that? You like that, you can use it.
2: Well, I think my <laughs> Ann, Ann, and I, you know, I like to say that without Ann, um, my partner, we've been we've been partners in life for 16 years now.
4: Congratulations. Thank
2: you. And we have two children together. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Um, but without Ann, I, I like to say this would have been a great idea without a single loaf of bread baked, because I'm sort of the one who has the great ideas a lot of times. Not all the time, but. A lot of times.
4: Oh, of course it's all you. Sure. <laughs>
2: but Anne's the one who actually understands how to make things physically happen. Uh, and so um, I had activist roots because I'd been an activist in the community um, doing kind of progressive organizing for about a decade. But Anne had been doing the community building of um, in the women's community and in the gay and lesbian community for longer than I had. She was on the founding board of affirmations. Um, she... You know was running the longest running women 's coffee house in the country at the time and um, and had been involved in progressive politics herself so when we came together, we decided eleven years ago before this was sort of you know, popular, I guess you could say, or in the contemporary, in modern, in mainstream culture, we decided if we started a business, it would have to have, instead of one bottom line, it really didn't make sense to us, because that wasn't really our, I mean, we wanted to make a living for sure, but we wanted to start a business that did good and did well. So we started a business with three bottom lines, and one was right relationship with the earth and one was right relationship with the community, and one was right relationship with our employees. So it was always an idea of setting up a business that... Was sort of a model for that you that businesses could do well, and they could re, you know, provide jobs, and but they also could do something on a larger global scale that made an impact. And in our city, we're a very, very underserved um, economy. And 11 years ago, we were very underserved, grossly underserved. So anything that you create here that is healthy and nutri- and and delicious and has you know a warm environment is really a positive contribution and so um it all kind of came together for us nice
5: and and you really do serve your you, you know your employees you have a, a um from what hear, a great staff and you use and you um you offer them benefits your employees benefits right well
2: yeah i mean you know we i i wish we were a little more you know the bottom the bottom line of right relationship with our checkbook is probably our our weakest one so i wish we were a little more um we had a little more cash to, to do even better but our, our full-time employees and some of our part-time employees do have health insurance um, you know we have paid time off and you know we're not we're not IBM we're not Apple so we're not doing everything that I would like to do long term but from the first year we did have health insurance and um, you know we definitely try to try to pay um, at least at the prevailing wage and I um, think that's for, amazing at the, li- at the living wage
5: you're right you're not IBM and you're not Apple but you're still finding a way so that's right. got it's to that. be- your model, right?
2: Exactly. Well, that's that's the thing is, you know, for a small business, it is a little tough. Um, but I think that we also, we've always decided if we couldn't do it um, with these three bottom lines, we really didn't want to do it at all.
4: Hmm. So, and one of the things with your employees as well is that it sounds like very similar to the cabs here in Ann Arbor is that we have a lot of Ph.D. students that are, or Ph.D. <laughs> graduates that are driving our cabs. Uh, but, but do you... But
2: no, I would that's I wouldn't say that's true in Detroit I mean we definitely have our share of um, you know college graduates for sure I have one in here counting out money right now who's a U of M graduate right. um, and 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 we also have a lot of people who have different kinds of experience and training but I wouldn't say we have you know it's a very different deal than Ann Arbor we don't have like lots of graduate students you know but, looking you know looking for retail jobs say right. um, it's you know we definitely have You know people working hard.
4: Well, exactly. Um, but I guess yeah. what I was going to say is that you have a diversity of oh, no, all an, various in, levels. Oh, and no, we so. have incre- that's,
2: that's what's so cool is yes. we have an incredible diversity. And I think in part because we, yeah, we do have just all sorts of different folks in our community with different levels of economic, with different economic backgrounds, different right. educational backgrounds, and different um, influences in their lives. So we have rock and roll stars and we <laughs> have... Um, you know, a cul- I'm looking out right now at a, a young man who's a culinary graduate, and I've got a, our head baker, you know, has no formal training, but he's been baking an artisan breads for 12 years. Right. And so we just have a wonderful mix of um, people from lots of different backgrounds.
4: And learning from each other. I mean, so there is really no, totally. yeah.
2: So we're too small to do anything but that. We have a 2,000-square-foot space. We run a million-and-a-half-dollar wow. business in a 2,000-square-foot space, and every inch is used probably five different times a day by five different people so there's no like hiding in your cubicle in our place okay. we're all in it together with all the contradictions that come with that and all the frustrations but also all the richness and the um you know the, the fun that comes with it too it's it's all there
4: <laughs> yes so uh, being uh, lesbian owners or owners that are lesbian mm-hmm. um did uh, uh, did you uh, announce that within like the first day of opening or was it something or did you guys have to make like a decision to
2: you know it's funny with Anna and I I mean, we've always said that you know like we don't really know two more out people than us but but we're not out because we announce it, we're out because we just live it. Right. And that's just, how, that's just how we've always been, and we've always been very blessed that we've been able to do that. I think there's different people in different walks of life who don't have that privilege, and, yes. and we do. And, but it's always been a very natural thing for us. So when we um, started the bakery, it was never a question of announcing it. Hi, this is Pauline Oliveros, and you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
3: See all your sorrow, but be happy tomorrow. From the back of my mind, I will.